Hi there, welcome to episode four of Sumeria's Harem podcast series on season one. That's right, I'm going to call this one my first season. And the topic for our podcast today is relationships and self-love. Now, this topic has, I think, various famous authors Really, really intelligent people cover it in probably a more scientific way than I am going to, because as you know, my approach is from a spiritual, energetic point of view. And amongst other things, I'm an energy healer, I'm a tantra practitioner, I am a certified sexuality and relationships coach, I am a certified yoga teacher. Um, and I'm also a finance director, so I do many things, but wellness is my passion. And I assist people like you, people like me, to come back to their center via coaching, healing, and various other things that I have taken the time and my own resources to train myself to do. As I grew as a person, I just knew it was my mission to step into a space to be able to provide this healing for others. I began to work with couples this year, 2022, which is the year of balancing the masculine and feminine. So I consider this whole journey, this 24-year journey that I have had in the realm of spirituality, alongside, of course, what I consider um, the financial means to have been able to reach this point, as my training ground, my previous relationships as my training ground. And it has been a magical, magical journey. Now, I have a website, sumerialove.xyz, which you, you can check out and find out more about me, my journey, my story. Um, I have an Instagram page at sumeria.loveandsex. I'm also on TikTok at sumeria.loveandsex, currently at 30,000 followers on TikTok. And I am amazed at how many women and men have come forward to me ever since I began to put myself forward to improve not just my own sex life, but to dare to speak about sexuality in this world of very, very taboo energy around sexuality. And I bring that up at this point, sexuality, because this area of taboo, sexuality, is so, 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 I just cannot add more souls to this topic, is so taboo that we have actually got a very, very skewed relationship with sexuality. To put sex into the context of only relationships also means we are skewing it. To put sex outside the space of relationships, you know, polyamorous situations, non-monogamous situations, is also skewing it. Our relationship to sexuality is the deepest point of self-love. However, we haven't evolved our consciousness 
to the point that we can talk about self-love and sexuality yet. Now, I have introduced that topic in this podcast. I've just opened it up for you to begin to ponder. And I'm now going to bring our conversation back to the day-to-day dynamics of relationships and self-love. Now, as I record this podcast, I have a couple of quotes in front of me for self-love. You know, there's so many new age authors these days. And there's one here by Robert Morley, who says to fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. This one here uh, by Ritvik Singh, you need your own love to save your heart. And oh, this one by Coco Chanel, beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. And ah, this one by R.H. Sin, make peace with your broken pieces. Now, this entire dynamic of the self, the pieces that make up ourselves, wasn't something that existed beyond the last 15 years, at the very maximum. I would say that self, the concept of self as something that needs to be seen is still very much at its infancy because so much of us are brought into a world that is full of other people's selves. It is full of other people's needs. And as we educate our children and we, you know, begin interacting to fit into a certain way of doing things, we also teach them that the direction that you're eventually going to go to at the age of five is school, when that is an other self's requirement. So we're actually at a very, very, very infant stage of the concept of self. And what does this mean in terms of where we are as people? This means that you and me came into this world with a spark, a light, a dynamic, right? At that point of birth, me and you had a karmic journey. Me and you had our ancestral lineage with us. Me and you had the birth room that we were born into. Um, And that was who you are. That's it. That is the point onwards from there. Um, from a physical life point of view, that you begin to then engage with the whole world around you. And then you begin to learn things with engaging with the whole world around you. You come into the world, you go and hug your mother, and you learn that her body makes you feel warm. Now, that is a communication mechanism with your mother. You're learning that her body makes you feel warm. And when you're away from her, you feel cooler. And when you're with her, you get fed. That's a nice feeling of something filling up your tummy. And when you're not there, when you're not being fed by her, something starts to feel empty in your tummy and you need her. And that's pretty much at the very, very basic level how we begin to learn about the world around us. We learn through interactions. An even stronger method of learning is our emotions. Now, You are learning 
from an emotional point of view, what it means to feel warmth from someone, what it means emotionally to then feel like you're not getting that warmth from someone. And then you're learning what it feels emotionally to have a full stomach and what it means to not have a full stomach. You're actually learning such basic interactions. So when you don't have a full stomach and you need it, you begin to feel insecure, you begin to feel uncomfortable, you begin to feel like you need to cry, to wail, to shout and scream for help. And there goes your entire body now beginning to relate the fact that you are not fed to all those emotions. I just said your body begins to relate them because where do you feel this? Your mind is sending signals coming from your tummy to the brain telling you that something is not quite right. So the sensation forms in your body first before your mind interprets that signal as I'm not feeling full and I've got all these emotions that are coming up with them. Now, you also already have a blueprint, right? A karmic blueprint. Your entire millions of years soul journey has an amalgamation of all such experiences and the emotions related to those experiences sitting in your energy body. And all of that is accessible to you at any point in this lifetime. So you have that karmic blueprint. You also have the ancestral blueprint that you're born with. This is also unique to you because it is two unique individuals' ancestral blueprint, their DNA coming together as one. So for example, if both your parents were Indian, then you have an ancestral lineage of Indian with two different interpretations of what Indianness is going to be. Or if you have parents who are maybe one is Caucasian, white, and the other one is Chinese, then you actually have two different ancestral lineages streaming through you with two unique interpretations of what it means to be white and what it means to be Chinese. That creates your karmic relationship with two different ancestral lineages. So remember the experiences that both those lineages will have and the emotions related to those experiences. Now, can you imagine how many billion such experiences and emotions you are carrying and your energy body has access to at all times? And at the highest layer the, the layer that is most accessible is, of course, the ones that you can see and experience in this life. However, they sit on top of layers and layers and layers of similar and earlier such incidents going back in your soul journey's timeline. And that is, in a nutshell, who you, the self, is. And so... Your relationship with all those aspects of you, hidden and not hidden, conscious and unconscious, are the relationship that you have with yourself. Can you imagine how much there is to discover about just you? And then you enter this life 
where you are told pretty soon, pretty soon as you make conscious decisions, you know, you have to be financially independent, uh, you need to get married to somebody, you need to have a roof over your head, you need to become this millionaire, you need to work your ass off, you need to have this title and that title, and the media, the media is constantly bombarding you with one thing after the other, and it's just endless, right? It's just endless, but imagine... All of those goals that you're told as you enter this life applied to all of that billions of emotional interactions related to experiences that you are yet to uncover about yourself. And here's the thing. The only way we start to uncover all those billions of factors is by interacting with this universe, with those goals. For example, you might meet somebody who is going to trigger you, and then you're going to go, oh, that's interesting. I feel uncomfortable. Where does that come from? And there begins your journey of self-discovery. But if you look at that person that you interacted with to be the person that is going to heal those feelings in you, of, you know, not being, feeling fulfilled, um, those emotions that have come up that you're now relating to when you're hungry, when you're sad, you know, all your experiences over life. If you expect the person that you meet to fulfill all of that for you, you're in trouble, madam, sir, whoever you are that's listening to this, you're going to be in trouble because that person has come with exactly the same setup that you have. They know nothing about that entire background that you have come with and you know nothing about that entire background that they have come with. But you are able to sit in with yourself using various techniques to discover exactly where it is you're hurting. And that process would only have begun with an interaction with someone. And that process is only something you will see to fruition if you love yourself. And so it is so, so, so vital for you to know exactly who you are with every trigger that you have, with every failure that you've experienced, with every moment that you have shown and with every moment where you have slipped, where you have made mistakes, you need to know who you are in those situations. Can you handle yourself? What level of support do you have? Who is your support system? What kind of people have you placed in your life to be able to give you the support that you need to pursue your journey of self-discovery? Because all of these factors enable you to lean into that love for yourself. Self-love is knowing your boundaries and having the guts to hold those boundaries no matter what the cost because you know if those boundaries are shaken or stepped on, that would mean you not being able to be who you are in all the situations that you want to pursue who you are at. Self-love is choosing that walk that you take every day to ease yourself after a long day at work, even if it means that you are not going to cook food 
for your children, for your husband that night, or the husband is not going to cook food, or whoever it is that has responsibilities is not going to do that on that night because they need that walk to be a better version of themselves because they love themselves enough to show up as the best version for their children. Instead, you are going to prep in advance for such days where things are not going to work out. There is no shame in going out and getting a takeaway for the kids from time to time. You are protecting your life force energy and you love yourself enough to be able to choose that over anything else because your energy, this energy bubble that you have come with, this universe that you are is the same universe. That energy is what you're going to be passing on to your children and your family. That container is all you have when it comes to holding space for your family. So that matters. The family unit is where you allow yourself to discover yourself, right? So that's the second the second element, the first element is your, when, when you meet someone, the second element is your family. The third element is, of course, your career. My goodness, the number of people we're going to meet in our career space that is going to show us who we are. And if we're going to let the career be the driver of our life and not understand who we are in the context of that career, then we are not in love with ourselves. We are actually not even in any level of understanding of what love is if we are not in love with ourselves, if we are not in tune with what our needs are, if we do not have the confidence to voice our needs, that is a huge symptom that we do not love ourselves. So if you're in a relationship where you have never spent the time to go inwards and analyze who you are, if you've never spent the time to discover who you are when you made a mistake, if you've never taken the effort to grow, if you've never admitted to a lie and learned about what it took to get you back to that level of trust with someone, all of these things help you discover who you really are. And it takes love. It takes so much love for yourself to know what that means. In one of my earlier podcasts, I spoke about how love has no quantity, how you can never, ever know love if where you're at is based on how much someone has loved you. Therefore, that's the amount that you give them. That is not love. Love is the pursuit of self-growth. Love is fully acknowledging where you're at in your life, every part of you that you do not want to look at and every part of you that you are proud of because both polarities exist in the realm of love. That stretch mark that you have on your bum or anywhere else that is also built from love. All of these things are love. When you look at the mirror what do you feel for every aspect of you? Because it has all been created by love, by the act of making love, by the act of the universe consciousness creation of the body of making love. 
Now, a long time ago, I attended Primordial Sound Meditation course with Dr. Deepak Chopra in um, California. And it was in San Diego in California. It was the very, very first spiritual workshop that I ever did. I think it was in 2003. It was amazing because I decided to just randomly take the week off from work a week before. I was working in London at the time and I had an amazing experience. I was the youngest in the room at the time. Everyone at that time was about my age. So I did know that I was a little bit early in this journey, but I knew that I needed it. And primordial sound meditation was about using a certain sound a particular yogic sound. So mine was Om Kom Namaha. And you're meant to do this chant over and over again, silently until you reach a stage of higher consciousness and allow an expansion to take place within you. It was wonderful. Um, however, I still remember there was one question that he asked us all, Dr. Chopra asked us all in the room. And he said, I'm looking at all of you right now, right? I this I is looking at all of you, all the yous in the room right now. And he looked at each one of us and he said, who is that person looking through your eyes? What is looking through your eyes right now and making a recording of Everything that's happening right now, every sight, sound, smell, taste, absolutely everything that's happening right now is being recorded somewhere in you such that you can remember it. It's being recorded in your brain, yes, but how is that inferential taking place? What is it in you that creates this desire to want to be here right now that makes you meet? new individuals and learn new things in this state. Is this destined or is it completely coincidental? Where is that you at? Was the other question he asked. Where is it? Is it here? Is it really in you? Or do you feel it somewhere else? Like he asked us all these questions that really got us thinking. Because there is so much to us that is yet to be discovered. Now, in a relationship, when two people are not aware of the various aspects that both of them represent, you are going to find many, many moments of feeling unsatisfied if you look to the other person to solve your problems. It is the role of each partner to support the other partner in achieving their goals. And one massive, massive goal, I would say the only goal, is the discovery of who you are. So each partner's role is to support the other in the discovery of who they are. Build the communication mechanisms. Learn the communication mechanisms that they need to learn to assist their partner through the journey of self-discovery. What I mean is, how would you deal with each other in triggers? How would you interact when times are tough? How do you make time to make sure that both of you are aware of the nuances, the emotional nuances that are happening in your life at all times? So your role in a relationship isn't to go out there and make money and put food on the table and have nice holidays and take nice pictures. Um, no, all that 
is there as part of your relationship, but there is no substance if you're not able to hold space for each other to grow, allowing each other to continuously change in a relationship, to be able to explain the context of change that is needed from each other, because you are going to change. There is no way you're going to be the same person throughout your relationship, whether or not you're married, in any relationship, even a one-year relationship, so much is going to be changing in our lives. And as we evolve at a faster and faster rate, that change rate is also going to increase because we have now access to so much information and the information explosion is just going to get much, much bigger. Creating a lot of time to give feedback to create a wholesome space to provide feedback to each other on where you're at with number one, how connected you feel to each other emotionally. Number two, how well you have both handled the week in terms of how you're feeling with each other at the moment. And number three, how you're feeling sexually. Be really, really open about this aspect Because the more open you can be in a sexual space, the more you're actually dealing with the deepest taboos that exist in you from whichever ancestral lineage you're from. Every ancestral lineage has a whole load of sexual taboos. And this is a wonderful method of dissolving that taboo. Because if you dissolve taboo from one aspect of your life, you will find taboo actually becoming a non-issue across other facets of life where things could be taboo as well. And in this space where you have these conversations, there should be no judgment. What that means is that if someone tells you something, let's say someone says, oh, I was late. I made a mistake. I should have been early for that. And you then say to them, that's not great. That was lousy of you. You did this, you did that. Um, That is actually telling someone exactly what they already know because they've admitted to their mistake and a mistake already has the energy of not being good enough. So if you then reiterate such words, you are going to lead that person into that billions of other emotions that I spoke about in the beginning of the podcast that they haven't fully owned about themselves. You know, you could get into a whole trigger zone with that when all you're trying to do is work on the issue at present. So just be aware of the language, the terms, the space that you create where you're both allowed to be the best versions of yourself. And that is only possible because the best versions of you exist in a space of no judgment. Right, So clear the meaning of judgment for yourself. Make sure you 100% know what judgment is and is not and make that space for you and your partner. All right, I have reached the end of my conversation. I have been talking for 27 minutes. Sometimes I don't know where all of this comes from, but I'm very grateful that you've listened thus far. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me on my Instagram, which is at sumeria.loveandsex. Or you can contact me on TikTok message as well under message request. I am also at sumeria.loveandsex on TikTok. You can check out my website, which is sumerialove.xyz. I do sessions with couples and individuals 
to help you go back to the true you, to become a wholesome, compassionate, heart-centered individual. Something that I knew I wasn't about 25 years ago. And I'm so glad I'm in the space now where I create a life from my deepest, deepest knowing of who I am. And I wish this for everyone to have the best relationship with themselves, with their relationships, with their families, with their careers, every dynamic that you exist in. You are your best when you know exactly who you are and what makes you tick. So much love, everyone. Have a lovely, lovely week wherever you are. Om Shanti 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 Thank you.